Oh my goodness. Well, bonjour. Mes amis. Is that... <laughs> is that... I don't think that's a word, but it... I've learned all of my my French from Emily and Perry. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, I don't think she was very good with her French either. I don't know if that's where you want... Maybe you get a Rosetta Stone. I think that the biggest thing for me with that show is, like, all of these people were talking in... Like, they talk in, in English the majority of the time. And you know it's not just, like, trying to do, like, the easy translation for people that want to, like, watch the show. Yeah. Because they occasionally will talk in French. Uh-huh. And it's just it's like, I don't think that anyone talks in English that much. Well, when they see an idiot like Emily, they're like, I'm not, like, we're not even going to do this in French. We're just going to do English because that's all you can handle. Well, I would, I would just stay in French so that way she gets out of town. She's going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Socially isolate her to the point where she just, you break her She's down miserable. so much that she gets back on the plane. <laughs> that would be a fun plot. And then, right? and then it turns out she's starring in the 13 Reasons Why sequel. Oh, oh shit. Well, speaking of shows, Erin, I have a confession to make. I am fully addicted to a show on Hulu. Can it, you take a guess what it is? Um, it's Pen15. It's got to be Pen15. No, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. They like to talk about people giving good chat. No? No. Okay, I'm fully addicted to Love Island, UK. Okay, okay. Yeah. And if you can he- if you can hear Prairie in the back, she is saying, yes, mama, yes, yeah. God. She also <laughs> loves Love Island. I have, Are you familiar with the show? Do you know what it is? I, my understanding is pe- just people go out to an island and just, like, make love and fuck for a couple weeks. Essentially, I mean, they go to a gorgeous villa, a villa, um, and they try to, like, couple up, like, every week you have to couple up with someone, right? And okay, that then, brings me back trauma. That brings trauma. Okay. I hate that. <laughs> it's incredible. They have found truly some of the dumbest people on the planet. It's so entertaining. I'm obsessed with the colloquialisms, the vernacular of the Brits and the Northerners. I'm obsessed with it. They're always talking about birds, lads, good chat, banter. Are you bantering on me? Good chat. Uh, I love all of it. I've heard that you, like, I, I've, I have never watched, but I think there's an SNL skit. Where, yes, like, and it's very accurate. You can't understand a word they're saying? Is that... Yes, there's a, a northerner guy named Sam. I'm watching season three. And even with subtitles sometimes, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> what did it, I just watch? It's incredible. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And every season has legitimately 50 plus episodes. Okay, so it's like a Big Brother le- level show. Because I, th- I think it actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is Big Brother level oh. kind of, it's uh, it's real time. Real time, lots many, of cams. Many days up. a week. Many, many, days, many a week. days a week. I think they actually do like one day as an episode kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they're just like, we're going to show you. Everything. When I, when I heard about this, I was like, is there no editing? Do they just like put the raw footage up? But honestly... Yes, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch every episode. Probably, I'm obsessed. I yeah. love it. I, I love that for you. Um, yeah. You should be the one. Like, I should be the one watching that show because I have like literally you, nothing going on right. right now. You should <laughs> just jump in on season three. It's a great season. Lots of good chat. Um, what's Lots on? of good chat. Good chat. Um, the the cracking on. That's what they say when they're like keep they're, going when they're, they're like. 
they're bullshitting when they're like uh, they have a good connection with someone like you guys cracking on like like yeah. It's I need great. to I need I need to know this lingo. You got it. I got to use it. I'm only going to speak like that from now on. From now on. <laughs> as I You've moved on from Wendy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you exactly. cracking on? Cracking on. Oh. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I've, um I've never since been happier. Any life updates for you, Simon? Just lots of Love Island. Lots of Love Island. That's about it. Uh since we last spoke, I have had many things happen. New job. <sighs> yes. Uh, got do you, LASIK done. Do, do we announce? Or are, we, are you keeping it close to the chest? You're just going to have to go on to my, my socials to find out. If you can find them. If you can find me. Weird I know. And I got a broken collarbone. Yes. So that was a big reason why we took last week off, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe even two weeks off, because yeah. it's hard to move and operate with, without a collarbone. But you've had a, you've had a time. Without a collarbone, I have no collarbone now. That's none. They took it uh, out. They said, zero, get- zero, zero, none. Yeah. Let's just get rid of this. Yeah, let's get. I, I, I was trying to lose a couple pounds. They said, "Well, your collarbone doesn't do very much. Do you want to get rid of it?" It's not super important within the general anatomy, you know. But you know what really sucks about like having a broken collarbone is I'm not supposed to go outside because of all the different like road rash I have. But additionally with that, like, I can't be doing my moving and grooving dances that I'd be wanting to do all of Pride Month. That's tough. We are, in, we are here. We are in Pride Month. We are also, I think we're actually recording on Juneteenth. Big day. Oh, we are. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Um, so this federal is, holiday. Federal holiday. Um, and... Uh, it kind of sucks, but I think that one of the things that I, I, I appreciate um, and wanted to kind of make sure we were prioritizing this, uh, this month with some of the artists we were recording about is, like, queer artists that, uh, especially, like, th- this artist in particular that we're going to be reviewing is a queer artist of color that um, they're independent, they're making it, they're making it known, and he, and he uh, has been doing his best to, to, get in, to get a name from himself, and I think this is, his, so this is his first album, his name is... Debut. His name is Vincent, um, and and it, to review this episode, we brought or I, I was looking on Apple Music, and I was looking at who Who's the listening, who the fuck do I know that's listening to this album? And of course, uh, none other than uh, friend of the pod, Anders Ekman. Um, you may know Anders as a beautiful vocalist in Vocal Essence. Vocal Essence, shout out. You may have heard him at different karaoke bars, um, such yeah. as Eagle Bolt Bar. Yep, Minneapolis karaoke fixture. Um, he is a frequenter of the Minneapolis Skyways. Oh, yeah, you might have seen him there. Might have seen him there. And you might have seen him on, uh, on Grinder. Maybe not. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think you would. Please welcome Anders to the podcast. Hey, boys. Hi. And I have to say, Aaron, <laughs> like, the road rash on your arm makes you look so badass. It looks incredible. I kind of like the look. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's. It's it, it it might look cool eventually. Right now, I'm I'm miserable about it. Maybe it reminds me of uh, that SNL sketch with Melissa Via Senor, where she's like, "No, I don't mind your scars. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. You got attacked by a wolf or whatever." <laughs> uh, if you've not seen the the Melissa Villa Senor, she did a sketch where she was. Um, Pretty much on a date with an imaginary person. It was during quarantine, so it was filmed like from by her herself house or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, and it was just iconic. It's cuckoo bananas 
truly something that only would have ever come to fruition during the pandemic. It's brilliant. Mm. So good. It, it made, it like brought me, like it brought her to the top of the list of people that I like enjoy seeing on SNL now. Mm-hmm. She need like, especially with like Cecily Strong and maybe even A.D. Bryant leaving this, this season. Like, is Kate McKinnon leaving? There was oh, rumors. I hope so. <gasps> she is one that I hope so. What? Yeah. Oh, she's been on way too long, and like every, she's on every fucking skit. Like no one else can like do anything. There goes our listenership. <sighs> They've all signed off. Oh well, they the chat. They appreciate our controversial opinion. <laughs> that's true. So that's true. That's what we're here for. Not agreeing. <sighs> well, I'll try to be on my best behavior. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> Anders, who's your favorite SNL cast member? Oh, oh good God. question. I mean, current cast, current or cast, ever? current cast, current and cast. ever both, oh, yeah. one of each. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Current cast, I mean, you gotta go Kate McKinnon. She's just so... Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. She's, she's the best. She's talent. Yeah. She's talent, mama. I'm um, also a big fan of Keenan. Just, he's 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 classic. He's a rock. You know, what, the he's longest running cast member mm-hmm. ever. Favorite skit by him is the, ooh-wee, what's, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? Like, literally, just, it, it is just oh, so campy. Yes. It is it's just so funny. funny. Oh my god, I forgot about that the, the guest gets to say, like, three words. He's like, you said three words. And I'm feeling the beat now. And we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh. That's a good one. Okay. So I'd have to say, like, favorite cast member ever would go to Will Ferrell. Classic. Mm. Will Ferrell's I mean, a good one. I Will Ferrell's a good one. I watch like the best of Will Ferrell volume one and volume two. Same. 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 Every skit is just pure gold. You got the hot tub lovers. You got the cowbell. You got uh, Alex Trebek. I recently watched oh. Anchorman on a, on a plane ride home and I forgot how good that movie it is. Does it, does it hold up? Does it hold up? It does. Okay. Veronica uh, Corningstone? Come on. Oh my God. <laughs> Played by, um, what's her face? Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate is one of the best, like, just parody characters ever. I I think about the moment before she goes on air for the first time, and she goes, power, power. I think about that all the time. <laughs> I do that sometimes to hype myself up. Mm. Yeah. I was wondering where you got that from, because you do it before every episode. I do that, or I go, energy. I do that, too. <laughs> so fun, so fun. Um, so Vincent is, uh, a queer black artist. Um, does anyone have any history or any sort of experience with his, with, with, with Vincent? I know how I was aware this album was coming out is because of you, Anders, um, the song Higher. Um, yes. you were like, this is going to be the song of the summer. And that, that's a big thing to say. Yeah. Especially right at the same time that Kiss Me More came out. Oh. Kiss me more. Those are some fighting words. And now, like, Lord releases Solar Power, the single, and truly, that was like a late Thursday night release. That next Friday, that new music Friday, people were like, I guess we're doing this. Yeah, heads were rolling. It was I, insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's been a it's been a crazy uh song of the summer season. Oh. You can say that again. You know what we maybe we should do is like at the end of the summer, like compile Some, the songs, songs of, the, of summer, the summer, and then like what's the flop? What's the flop? This is a great episode idea. I love that. We should circle back. We're gonna circle offline. We'll take this. Off. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I love how you two are constantly iterating on bop or flop, you know. Right. Just really creating the new. Yeah. Except we always default to the old. <laughs> Every fucking episode, we have not. <laughs> we really are thought leaders. It's uh-huh. true. Thank you, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> so Vincent, uh, I think, came onto the scene of awareness through yeah. the voice, right? No. Oh, it was the four. The four. Which what I actually do, I actually don't know what that is except for the name of the show. So Anders, do you know what the four is? Yeah, the four. I mean, I don't know much about it. It only lasted two seasons in oh, the U.S., but okay. it was like a post-American Idol, you know, singing competition where people would audition to get onto the four, and okay. like you can challenge a seat holder. And Ooh. Vincent came in like the the penultimate like episode before the finale so he was only on two episodes and then he was in the final four and then he competed and lost okay that's like something that the circle does too the circle like these people can be competing for months or like months and they bring in a new cast member like maybe three weeks before the finale and then they're like well they have an equal shot and it's like this is a recurring thing in reality television because on love island every now and then like regularly actually like after a week they'll bring in two new girls and then the guys are in jeopardy of going home and then the next week there's new guys so the girls are in, and i'm like girl we got 50 episodes of this is someone gonna come in episode 45 and just like win the competition it's crazy yeah. it's crazy not not a fan of that kind of reality yeah i could have a whole episode about that yeah i'm so i'm pretty sure and maybe and maybe i'm just completely wrong because i i did not do too much research but i think that mm. vincent <laughs> After that, was on the Voice. Is that correct? No, no, no. I think no. he dreamed never that. On the voice. I think he dreamed that. No, I'm looking it up, sweetie. But Vincent, um, Vincent came onto that scene like in 2018, so he's really only been around. He's for, fresh. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty new. And this is yeah. a debut album. Debut album. He really is hot and fresh, like a DiGiorno's. You know. Um, You're right. He yeah. was. He was. He was <laughs> just he on the four. The, the, the finale and, and the four. It was executive produced by like DJ Khaled, Diddy, and Megan Trainer. Love. And they were you they were the panel of judges. Straight people. And in fact, <laughs> like if you if you are new to Vincent and haven't heard his music before, like a must watch is his performance of Creep. It's uh-huh. a it's a radio Radiohead yeah. cover. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go out of YouTube right now and watch right the now. Creep the creep performance from the four okay. by Vincent. It is okay. like, it's good. It's a must. See. I did hear like rumblings about his time on the four and that he like clashed with some of the male producers who I'm going to go out a, on a limb and say they were straight. Yuck. Don't like straight people. Yeah, that's true. It's true. They, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> controversial statement. <laughs> we don't like straight people. Just kidding. We know a lot of our listeners are straight and we love you. We love you, leaders. Tuning in. We love you. Straight the, leaders. The history behind that was that they were trying to kind of shove him into this R&B. The R&B gospel because his father growing up was an R&B gospel, gospel singer. singer. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're like, oh, let's make this a story. Follow in his dad's footsteps, that kind of thing. Right. And that so kind of he, he had, you know, meetings in the, in, in the executive office and was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And I'm doing my yeah. own thing. And yeah. just trust me, you're going to love it. So mm. can I just say that like whenever, so Glee, going to Glee, yeah. Um, there was this show called Glee Project that was, that was on like, I don't even it might have been logo. It was like oh God. I, I don't I don't know how low you can go in terms of cable programming shows, Oxygen. but 
It might have been on oxygen. Okay. Um, but the the competition was at the end. If you won, you got at least a four episode story arc on the next season of Glee. Oh Jesus! And there was this like uh, this white guy with dreads that just so happened to like he was like, well, I can be religious. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they they. He ends up winning the whole thing, no. <laughs> and they and they no. and they gave him a four episode arc, and they, actually they had him on for like quite a while. What like, season? Um, you'll see him in season three okay. and season four, and I think maybe even in season five. Oh, I didn't last past season one, but like they very quickly realized that there's not much of a storyline with like the religious thing on an inclusive show because there's the episode where it's like. I don't know. I want to be. I want to be cool and accepting and part of this glee club. But I also like. But I love Jesus. <laughs> but you had a you had a baby uh, before marriage. Oh, and there's lots of gay people here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> religions. Um, famously, maybe not the most inclusive thing. Uh, uh-uh, I think it's exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun little project that is, the Glee project. Oh, That's my. so funny. I, I did. I, I honestly, like, in terms of reality TV, it was good reality TV. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. That's where, do you got, you know, Oklahoma, there's the, the girl that is not, like, she's, Lindsay Stryker, she's in a wheelchair um, for, like, the, 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 in the revival of, of yeah. Oklahoma. Yes. Oh, okay. Lindsay, she sang on the on the Tonys, and yeah, she came out of the scene because of Glee or the Glee Project. That's where she came out of the scene. You've got to be kidding me! (laughs) Glee Project, it it brings on the talent. It brings Alex Newell. Guess where Alex Newell's from? The Glee Project. Who's featured on this album? Who's featured on this album? Okay, move over the voice for launching careers. Truly, truly. I mean, there's something special about these Glee cast members. (laughs) Um, I was gonna say my first. like entree into Vincent maybe was uh, I heard, I think it was like a Spotify algorithm, like yeah. a music recommended for you. And mm-hmm. I heard the single mine. Yeah. You know that song familiar. And yep. I was like, this is a good singer. Mm. He's got a, he's got some pipes. He's got some pipes. And I'm like, and then yeah. I look like, who's this Vincent guy? And why does he spell his name with two eyes? Yeah. And, All know, caps. What's up caps? with that? Like, but I, there is some like iconic, pieces of that like like having a mononym like Madonna or oh absolutely uh-huh. absolutely so I, I do kind of like that um but why but why all caps um but when, anyway when I, everyone is doing I short I that single and I was like who is this like queer boy in LA like who can sing so right. that's my that was my first um Vincent yeah. exposure but I, I loved I loved the song and yeah. It's still on a playlist today. I, I think my first exposure was hearing the song higher and not knowing who it was or who was involved. And I was just like, oh, this is a bop. A little bop. Well, here. it's a little bit of a bop. A little bit of a bop. <laughs> what I will say is so um, Vincent runs in the same circles as like the Betty Who crowd. Um, They're friends from uh, college, I think. Yep, they're friends from college. They all they all kind of know each other in different rocks of life. So um, there's actually a song on this album that was co-written by Betty Who. Okay. But like there's it's it's um, Betty Who. It is um, Kevin McHale from Glee Project is also part of the crew. Fucking Glee Project. But there's like this 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 crew of like um, all these pop independent artists that all just are like best friends with each other. And so there was a song that Vincent put out a long time ago called Marrow. 
that I remember just, they were all tweeting about, yes, support Vincent. Tyler Oakley is a part of like kind of in the same vein as that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll listen. And to be honest, Miro is like not Vincent's best song. Yeah. Uh, no. Not that great. But uh, it made me aware of Vincent. So I've been aware of Vincent for a long time, but I kind of was like, so there's, I, the one thing I want to talk about this episode, which I'm not sure is, uh, it, it'll help kind of qualify my review of the album because I think that there's things to be said, but like being an independent artist and putting out an, an album as an independent artist is both um, something that's truly like inspiring, mm-hmm. but it can also make things not as deep or as produced or as um, thought out. Like I think I like, we all know I love Betty Who. Second album of, or third album of Betty Who's was her first album as an independent artist, mm. Betty. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not be a stranger to say that, like, I think her first two albums are miles ahead of Betty as an album. Girl, same situation with LaRue. Her uh-huh. first two albums, masterpieces. There's a lot of creative stuff going on behind the scenes. She says, fuck it, I'm making my own label. She gets complete creative freedom. Third album comes out. I pre-order a signed copy of the vinyl. Big mistake. Not her best album. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It happens sometimes. I think there are artists that, like, grew up being an independent artist. So there's an artist called Verite. Oh yeah, yeah, who came yeah. who uh, came onto the scene as an independent artist, and um, I, while I wouldn't say that Verite's following is anything big, like Verite, for example, um, I mean she sold out Seventh Street Entry, but Seventh Street Entry was like where she was at from like a right a milestone. I actually discovered her from a Betty Who concert, mm-hmm. um, but her music's like good. But I think because she doesn't ha- she didn't have like that comparison to when she was on a label um you don't really have to have that same level of of um uh, production there's less money resources network awareness being put out about you totally it's it's an uphill battle and it's already a tough industry even if you are on like a major label trying to stay relevant you know so i think that like when i was listening to this album there was a lot of thought about um, how can I take this from the lens of this is a debut album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is also uh, an independent artist. This is someone trying to break on onto the scene and like probably doesn't have the same resources. I Jack Antonoff is not writing any of these songs or producing any of these songs. Mm-hmm. So no, you well he's not a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> True. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I see the Betty Who influence, um, and I've seen a couple performances that Vincent has done, like in the last couple of weeks. And there's there's definitely the influence, the two dancers behind him, and you know he's teased on social that he is thinking about touring, but probably doesn't have access to the same level of resources and connections to make that happen. So you know he's he's emerging. I think you know with with being backed by a label, you know artists probably feel like they're like artistically limited to some extent. But. Yeah, that's fair. That's it, fair. it just, I, I think it just kind of, I think your example, what your comparison to Betty who is one of the things that I also just kind of wanted to land to was like, there are a lot of, um, 
similarities. And I think that when I listened to this album, one of the things, yes, PJ, get your opinion in there. Live your life. Um, that goes along with it is that like this album, I wanted, I really, there's a couple songs on it that I want to do a spin class to. Mm. Oh, that just yeah. have that beat and just have that kind of that that like upliftingness. Yeah. Like I remember a uh, friend of the pod, Justin Rice, when he did the the Valley um, Amp Cycle class years ago. Oh wow! Where he did the entire album that was the spin class. Oh wow! Cool. It was so 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 good, and I like I still have such fond memories of it. This is another album where I think he could probably do the same thing because it does just have a consistent drum beat to it. Yeah. And it's like it. It's got a good beat. Um, Speaking of, Just Pride merch. The drop. <laughs> it dropped. It dropped. Get use, yours. Use I know code Bopper Flop. I know I'm getting a tank. <laughs> You'll see it. Oh, I got a tank. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah, I, I did. saw the pics. Mama looking hot. <laughs> That's right, baby. Are you going to cut it into a crop? Oh. No, not... Uh, uh, you know, uh, word to the wise, anyone listening, you don't cut tank tops into crops. Um... Like that, that just is, it, it ends up being a weird form factor. It's a weird silhouette. You, a girl can do it because it just is like almost like a bra at that point. But like when a guy does it, it's like, where, where, where are you going with you that? Better have no, I was thinking like just above the nipples. Oh, like a little yeah. under boob? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, then it would just say us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cute. <laughs> you better have some big man boobage yeah. some tatas if you're gonna pull that off mama well all of the ice cream and snacks I've been eating since I broke my collarbone I am taking this treat away hold on one sec <laughs> uh, we do appreciate that that quick uh, quick quick <laughs> quick 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 intermission <laughs> Love Island? What What? what fucking <laughs> accent is that? Well, that's actually a new country. Um, <laughs> Love Island is expanding <laughs> into... <laughs> I don't even know what country I that would be. I don't know where the quick, fuck that is. Quick intermission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but, the, I mean, like, overall, this album, to me, kind of going into albums, mm-hmm. is... I actually thoroughly enjoyed listening to it because it did have a good, strong beat. I think going into this recording, there was probably on the daily, there was a different song that kind of, I found myself like singing when I wasn't even listening to the song. Like, Mm -hmm. don't hold that, me. I don't even know how it goes. Um, That like this album... Truly is one that I, I I did enjoy really listening to. There's a couple of earworms like where you just kind of sure. keep hearing the, the the verses and the, mm-hmm. and the and the song arcs. I mean, I think what what this album kind of hits for me it's it's perfectly timed in terms of we're coming out of quarantine. Oh, for sure. World is opening back up. We haven't hit the dance floor at the saloon in like 15 months. Mm. And there's some songs that really make you want to wiggle, uh-huh. wiggle, wiggle and jiggle, wiggle and jiggle. Absolutely, yeah. So what I like, um, for the first thing that I noticed was like the collabs on this album. I'm a big fan of like the Alex Newell of it all. Um, friend of the pod, Gina Gettle is a huge Queen Herbie fan. She will not stop talking about Queen Herbie. So the Mm -hmm. second that they had this collab come out, she sent me the live link. The performance was super fun. Um... And, like, Tegan and Sarah, come maybe on. not mainstream icons, but queer icons? Queer icons. Come on. And honestly, I come think on. that, like, 
a part of me feels like that was a pull to just try and get like a, a big name on to oh, the album. Because Tegan and Sarah is happened though. No, no. he he tweeted. He's like, I think Tegan and Sarah would sound really good on this song, and they said, send it. That's how you work these days. That's how you work in mama. the industry. Uh-huh. It's called socials. And who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't want to be a part? Of, I want to be a part of this album. Yeah. Sign me up. So it's queer art, <laughs> queer artists lifting up other queer artists, which I love. <sighs> which during this month of all months. You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, so, does anyone have anything else to say about the album? I think, not necessarily about the album, but just about Vincent. I think we've covered this point, but he's very much himself. And yes. I think, you know, another another project that he did is that he was called uh, by the producers of Queer Eye to, yes. to sing the yes. title song for season five. Um, and you know, as as an independent artist with not a lot of exposure, it's That's something huge. that he jumped on immediately. Yeah. They sent him ten demo tracks, and he's like, "I don't like any of them." So he's like, "I will write a song." And twenty four hours later, he wrote and uh, recorded and produced a song that is "Be Me," <sighs> which is uh, used for season five of Queer Eye. So that's just, incredible. You know, I think he he doesn't really play by the rule book, and mm-hmm. I, that's something that I appreciate about about him as an artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm at it. I, I didn't I didn't know that. I'm adding that song. It's is it good? Is it worth a listen? It's worth a listen. Worth a listen. Mm-hmm. So one thing for me on this album, and this is, and I'm saying this now, it is just you know how sometimes just in life generally outside of the music industry. There's just something that you notice about something that just... Something it, you notice about something. It, it yeah. hits you and you're like, I don't know why. It just, it's not, it hits me the wrong way. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. One example that's more extreme. Lana Del Rey. Much more extreme. That for you, yes. But like when I hear Jay-Z and Eminem rap, it's no. an instant like... Ugh, I gotta turn this off. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. an extreme example. Yep. There are shades of that for me with his voice, and that is just a personal preference. His voice, I, I will agree with you. I think that like it doesn't hit me the right way. He has powerful vocals and it's very sounds, powerful. And it's it sounds super good, but I think that like after listening enough, I ended up kind of being like, sign me up maybe I just need more time with it, but that was like my first listens to the album. There is just something stylistically about like the tone of his voice that doesn't resonate with me. And that that's a me problem. That's not a Vincent problem, but it was something that I did notice on my listens through of like, I'm struggling to like get past that barrier. Uh huh. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. I think that there definitely are some voices that just, Mm -hmm make you want to hit the skip button and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. And another, another thing I would point out too is like back to the conversation of like the independentness of it all. I did feel like there is a fine line in the production of the album between cohesive and like, okay, we need some variety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I it, I think it rides that line. It, 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 I would say it does ride yeah. the line, but I think that it it has enough um, kind of songs. I, I think to me, the beat might be the same, but the sure. the song themes are, there's some that are more about like kind of celebrating yourself or like right. kind of uplifting. And then there's the ones that are also just kind of like mourning and sad and yeah. wondering about heartbreak. And so sure, I think that sure, there's sure. a lot of... 
I'm on the same wavelength. I mean, I think I think there is a lot of variety in, in the songs and yes. the, the guest artists that he had, but I think it's it's his vocal um, ability is so good that his like his his when he sings, it, it just sounds the same because mm-hmm. because the the quality of his 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 vocal training. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got that like. It's very much like belty yeah. yes, kind of yes, singing, right. but then he also has this amazing ability to like float into this like heady um, falsetto. Yeah, and if you know anything about uh-huh. singing, I don't. I don't. Which is why I love singing. Which is why Anders is on the pod. <laughs> you know, men men have these like breaks in their voice, right? Where you have like this this thing called passaggio, where you you like go from your chest voice, the belty into this head voice, into mm. this, like, very airy falsetto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vincent has this, like, amazing... Uh, he has, like, such control in his vocal production. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of artists these days, like, there's some there's some artists that are known kind of for the imperfections of his of their oh, voice. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I, think, I think Vincent's voice is literally so perfect that you, you hear it, and then there's just not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of variety um, from song to song. That's maybe too perfect. That is such a good explanation of like the technical side of of singing that I just would never be able to to pinpoint as to why I'm feeling that way. That's yeah, incredible. I think that like I mean, there's artists like uh, Leah Michelle who also just has maybe like has such control of her voice that like another belty singer is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sometimes can come off like uh, it does. It, there's no heart in it. I would say that Vincent gives us the heart, and and, and so sure. and so does. I mean, Leah Michelle and Glee gave up a lot of heart. So much heart. Leah Michelle as behind an the artist scenes. behind the scenes. Oh, uh, <laughs> she gave gave off a lot of attitude, Mama, behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but like she, when she put out like pop songs. It didn't translate. She tried to do songs with beat that tried to do songs with like that, and her voice just doesn't lend itself to that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Vincent probably would be better on Broadway. Like for yeah. all intents and purposes, would be a hundred percent. Would be so good as a Broadway singer, but like still, I wouldn't be surprised if he he makes his way to Broadway. You know, I oh. you know, and I think you know to that point, we all know artists that are great on records, but when you hear them live, you're like, oh. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Grimes. Trying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Grimes. I will never go see her live. No reason to. No reason. No She's reason. a producer, not a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, like, good of a, talking about, like, reality shows, knowing that Vincent came up from reality, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. a show where it, it's, like, journey to find uh, Evan Hansen. Or something like, or like, it's some sort of like reality TV show where all of these people have to do. They're doing acting challenges. They're doing singing challenges. They're trying to show their range. RuPaul's Drag Race. And the winner, the winner gets to be on Broadway for the next oh. season of like a certain production. It gets hype about this the 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 show. Gets you hype about the hmm. the leading cast member. Like. <laughs> PJ is in for that idea. <laughs> She's snorting all about it. This has been her most vocal episode. She has so much to say. <laughs> I think that sounds like a good idea. That sounds I, great. I, I think, would maybe watch that. I think I would watch that. I would be so into it. I think the one thing that's a little bit tough with that is 
there is a level of inaccessibility to Broadway for a lot of people. It's very much like Disneyland, where unless you have, like, eight grand, you're not going to have a good Disneyland experience. Yeah, that's the issue of, like, that opera, ballet, you know, all those kinds of, like, bourgeois forms of entertainment. But there's got to be ways to do it. And at the same time, it's still just this, like, you want to see this person succeed, not necessarily, like, it's, 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 you don't go see David Archuleta, who is a queer artist now. Queer. Queer artist. Uh, Pride Month. <laughs> Pride Month. Um, you don't go see David Archuleta because he won, won American Idol, like, for free. You're still going to have to pay to go see him. Of course. Et cetera, et cetera. So, like, even shows like that have that level, that barrier to entry. So, right. we can get past it, but should we just give the album a, a let, let's go through and maybe say what we think, like, is it, is is it a bop? This, is this the deciding time? A bop or a flop? All right. Uh, Anders, let's start with you. What you got? It's bop a, or flop? It's, it's a total bop. Total bop. Total bop. Total bop. Aaron, how about you? Uh, I wouldn't use the word total bop, but it's very clearly a bop to me. Okay. Okay. So now it's down to Simon uh, on whether we're giving this album a bop or flop certified bop, which of course is three bops. Three bops? Mm-hmm. Three bops. This is a toughie for me, guys. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Because for me, I see, I see beginning. I see myself in this album. <laughs> I see a lot. I of see my, my child. I see a lot of myself in Vincent. <laughs> I see getting we born have, into a hospital bed. We have a lot of very similar things going for ourselves. Um, I also have um, been told that my my um, chest of voice going into my you know my head or voice or whatever the technical term is, yeah. is also pretty similar. Um, yep. I, I have gotten critiques that my belty voice leaves a little to be desired. We'll post it. We'll post a sampling on the on our Instagram. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, we will. Um, <laughs> for me, I'm curious to see where he goes from here. I'm very curious to see if he continues to lean into like a heavy queer dance pop sort of sort of narrative. Um, oh God, this is tough. This is a toughie. You can just, what is your heart saying? I think I know what your heart's saying, but you just don't want to say it. I just don't, you know, it's, it's Pride Month, it's Juneteenth, and I'm really out here about to say this album is a flop. That's okay. It's tough. Guys, I really want to like this album. I really want to love it. And I do love parts of it, but as a whole album, I have to flop it. I do. I do. That's a-okay. That's okay. We have differences or differences in opinions. It hurts to say though. I'll say that. But you mentioned that there are parts of this album that you like, and that takes us actually into our next segment, uh, which is God. top bops. Top bops. Knowing that you just um, probably obliterated all of our <laughs> leaders' uh, opinions of you, maybe you can <laughs> redeem yourself with. Um, going over your top bot first. Well, you already obliterated the leadership when you said that Kate McKinnon was a bad cast member and she should go. Not so. a bad, cad, bad oh. cast member. Just time to go. She's been on too long. All right. And she is stealing the spotlight from everyone else. Okay. You tell me that's not true. You I'm, tell me that's not true. I'm going to remain silent on that one. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. Um, for me, there's a clear winner of the top bop. And I mean, like, come on. It is the right time for this song. Lord gave us permission to say, we're going to the beach. We're going to dance at clubs now. It's okay. We can all do that. So I'm going to the saloon and I'm, I'm going to listen to Hire. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. 
well, let's let's take a quick listen right now on my couch, and then we'll talk about the song. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, well, we are we're back. We just listened Sorry. to Higher. Sorry, I'm giggling. I did my energy before you turned on, and now I can't stop laughing. Uh, okay. So, yes, we just listened to Higher. Absolutely a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. Um, I will say, the song does remind me of some things that I don't love about the album, which for me is like, and we're going to keep this short because this is a top bop section, but like, I think there are the lyricism of the album is a little bit there are cliches it's independent it's an independent artist there's a lot of cliches which is fine um and i know i did say that i love the collabs and i do but i could remove all of alex newell's parts and be okay with it i i love alex newell as an artist so like having him on is yeah is... I, I love the the inclusion i wish it was done differently maybe I, I I think I think it ends up being it is what it is. It is what it is. You know where Alex Newell would be very successful is if Konami, the video game uh, company, ever decided to release another Dance Dance Revolution. His voice, like if you, I don't know if you guys play DDR, but like a huge thing in the songs is like we're gonna have this super high energy beat, bam, 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 and then someone's gonna come in on the track and be like, "Dynamite rave, da 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 da." We're gonna do this, and it's we're all just mm. talking. He would be great at that. Yeah, Alex Newell's not the talker. Who's the talker? I don't know. I don't. The, the third it's not one Vincent. Prince, Prince no, Precious. it's Pr- yeah, Princess Precious. That's Alex Newell is the one that's like God damn doing man. all of the high notes. Okay, yeah. we love Alex Newell. Alex Never mind. Newell. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, Simon. Okay. Second verse. I'm getting. I'm getting all of my information from PJ, who's really fucked it up this episode. <laughs> what I was the say- first listen of fire. That was the one part that I, I, it didn't land with me. But yeah, over the time, the more I hear it, okay. the more I like it. Maybe it's just like Love Island, where. If you, you just need to lean into the, like, ridiculous factor of it to really enjoy it, you yeah. know? Well, I, I, Maybe I, I just need to lean into <laughs> the the talkiness of it and be like, yes. Uh, well, I, I like at the end the cat, 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 that, cow. That is fine. It's campy. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's a modern day duck, duck, goose. Yeah, it cat, is. Cat, 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 cow. <laughs> very that, very that. But I like I agree with you on the lyricism. There was one that was sticking out to me where it's midnight in Brooklyn. You leaned in first. I wasn't looking, but there you were. Yeah. Like I don't like to me. Those are those moments where I'm like, ooh, I'm in danger, Mama. Someone coming up to me out of nowhere and like getting that close to me. I'm like, please. Please do not make out with me, please. Uh, and then there's also the lyric later where it's like, uh, not gonna lie, or no lie, your hands keep my hands tied. Okay. I, like, again, I'm still like, are, are, girl, are you in danger? But what I will say is I feel like the picture I get from this album is, I mean, some lyricism aside, this is a song that you're at the club. Yeah. And this is you, a vibes album. You, you, find, you find someone... On the dance floor that you're, you end up, like, really connecting with. Oh. And then you, uh, slowly but surely, it starts with kind of just, like, you dancing kind of next to each other. Then there's, like, hands on the hips. Oh. Then it's, like, mm. there's no there's no air between you. You're touching every part of yourself. Oh 
And then at the, at the very end with the cat, 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 cow, it kind of feels like the t- like a couple weekends ago when I think I saw people fucking on the saloon dance floor. Yeah, you probably did. This is a song that you'd fuck to on the saloon dance floor, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anders, what do you think of this song? <laughs> so, I mean, qualifies as a, as a top bop, then. That was quite the journey of uh, that explanation. I when, I when I heard Higher, I mean, I knew it was a contender for a song of the summer. And absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Absolutely. But yeah, once that beat drops and... Get me to a dance floor. Get me, get me there. Take me, me there. there. I don't want to go out any one time this summer and have not hear higher. Uh, well, you all you have to that? do is you just you type it on your phone and you hold <laughs> you hold you hold it up to the saloon. Oh, I've done that at a party before. Oh, many times. Too many, many times. Too many times. Don't give me con- like knowing. Like I bet you, there's going to be a moment in my life that I will legitimately go in like behind the DJ booth. You haven't done this already. I've done it at Jet Set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I got I in gonna, trouble. I, I got was, in trouble. I was gonna say. <laughs> I bet you've done this. But then I ended up falling, like falling in love with DJ Lenka. Love her, mm. and she was like, "Oh, I'll hook you up, Mama. I'll hook you up." She sounds like a patient person. Um, she's really great. We love we DJ love Lenka. DJ Lenka. Um, so that was your top Bob. Yeah, yeah. What's yours, bitch? Okay, so this is one, again, I think I said earlier on that, like, has continued to change, um, but I have to just go with my heart. Yeah. What if is my Mm, top five? Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a, we're going to have a quick chat, um, listen to the song and uh, see if we're cracking on with it. All right. See you in a minute. What if I never called you back? What if we... I don't know. You know, it's a good song when Aaron uh, comes back from the break just straight into the vocals. Mm-hmm. But I just see myself doing right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left to that beat. It's like very much that. Yeah. And then I think just, I mean, there are songs in the album that I think are a little bit floppier in terms of their lyricism. Or floppier in terms of their beats. Uh, <laughs> but what I would say with this one is, I think there's a, a very consistent message. It's not like crazy weird lyrics that like you're like, wow, deeper meaning. But it still is that that raw, authentic feeling of yeah. of like if things were just a little bit different, mm. if one thing had changed, um, especially like freshly post breakup or maybe not even freshly post but like maybe a couple weeks later a month or two later when you're still feeling the pain and kind of wondering like what was the thing that made us break up what was that thing that like could have kept us together ruminating so i uh i really appreciate the song good beat good lyrics um but aaron could you fuck on the saloon dance floor to this song not again. This is not, this is not, I don't think this is a saloon dance floor song. This is a. I agree. Yeah. It, this is a spin class song. It's a it's a solid pick. It it has all the ingredients for a bop because mm. you know think about the song structure. You've got mm-hmm. you know it starts out kind of like mellow slow and then it picks up the beat mm-hmm. like it's the standard like verse pre chorus chorus verse mm-hmm. pre chorus chorus mm-hmm. bridge chorus and like yeah. it's, it's like got the. The, the the ingredients to be that perfect kind of song and, and yeah. who doesn't love a song about an ex 
who who can, we love. We everyone love. can relate. Taylor to Swift. We love. Everyone can relate. <laughs> Just had to throw her on because I am psychotic You're now. You're obsessed. I'm psychotic. This podcast has ruined my mental faculties. Does anyone else have any any anything else to say about what if? This was also a contender for me. Yeah. Total bop. Total bop. Vincent Total bop. Um, said recently that what if is his favorite song on the album. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I wouldn't be mad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anders, what about you? You had a lot of high hopes for Higher um, as a song going into, as a single. Does it stand out to you as the top bop of the album or is there something else? Mm. Mm, good question. Mm. So Higher and What If were both on my, my list of contenders, but for me... Oh. I think I know what it is. I, I know what it's going to be. What Do you? I hope, but go, go. It's Kill My Heart. Oh! Yes! Okay, Gina will be very pleased to hear that. Well, let's listen to Kill My Heart. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Come on now. Now, come on. <laughs> God damn it. Um, that's, so, the reason I picked that is that's the song from, from the album that like, I continue hearing in my ear, even when I'm not listening to it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ha. 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 Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. It, uh, I will, like, I thought you were going to choose Getaway. Oh, did you? Because that's, like, that was... That was the holy trinity for me was higher, um, what if, and then getaway. I would say um, kill my heart is definitely the holy trinity for me. Yeah, I'll say. I don't. I don't think. Um, I think what like probably made me just write it off is the hard eyes thing. Like you, you use the overuse the hard eyes thing. Yeah. I think to me. I love that line. Part of I, I love the I love how like it can't be the line is, yeah. but like it's yeah. not a, it's not as much of like a serious line. It takes you a little bit out, mm. but at the same time, I, like listening to it just now, very much loved it. And I was, you were wiggling and jiggling. Well, the the song is pretty much just like you said no to me, and now I'm here dancing, having a great time with this yeah. dude, and you're standing there dancing by yourself, like. Yeah. Bitch, you had your chance. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I love the attitude. I'll, I'll say I think Aaron will be back on the dance floor sooner than we all thought. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe even tonight. Oh, <laughs> careful. Careful, don't touch me on don't the dance floor. Don't bump into him. It's going to be a lot of downward-facing marches for me, because I cannot raise one of my arms past my shoulder. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I love that song, Total Bop. Um, both of the collabs on the track were fabulous. Oh, I got a Total Bop. Total Bop for me. I love that one. So, so, so good. So good. And Queen Herbie, come on. Her verse, so like... Queen Herbie is someone who, like, her solo work leaves a little bit to be desired for me, but her verse on this track is perfect. Like, I can see her being collab queen. Oh, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's good. She's great. I've never I've never listened to Queen Herbie, but now I need to. Yes. Uh, Gina w- will send you a text. It'll be like, have you listened? Well, it might not come through. She has an Android. Oh? No, it'll come through. It'll come through. It'll come through. Well, those are some good top pops. I mean, I think this album has a lot of them. Um, but there definitely were some songs that mm. were more on the floppy campus Flippity, things. Flippity flop. Flippity flop. There were two that kind of stuck, uh, came to mind for me. Do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, what you got? I'm going to do the one that just 
didn't feel like a Vincent song and felt so weirdly like a Betty Who song to the point that it was like a it the his vocal sounded like Betty Who at some points, mm-hmm. which is the friend. Mm-hmm. That song just I, I I wanted to like it, but it because Betty co wrote it. Betty co wrote it. I wanted to try mm-hmm. and find and like, but it's and it's very clear that it's Betty co wrote it mm-hmm. to the point that it felt like a mm-hmm. Betty Who song. Girl, I had to tell you for different reasons. That was also my um, my biggest flop. What were your reasons? Um, just the overall messaging of the lyrics is not my vibe. The that was that was the other thing too. Is it like really friend zoned? Yeah, I just don't. I it's just like move on with that narrative. I guess I'm, it's not for me. I I'm for me. very okay with the narrative. It's more of like it felt like it. I don't want to make. I don't want to um, gender anyone's experiences, but it, mm. the the examples and like the the verses that were being used felt very much more like something that a woman would do, where she's like putting mm. on this like your favorite sweater so you'll notice it. Yeah, guys, like I don't think guys really do that as much. Gays would be like, "What jock strap do you like?" Or, or it'd be like, "Let me send you a thotty pick, Close Friends Friday." You know, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> honey. Honey. <laughs> but th- th- those are those are for all your close friends. I'm sure that there's a whole different experience for individuals. It's a very exclusive list curated, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly didn't. I didn't get the lyrics of the friend zone part as much as I just. I think I was just a little bit too paused. I like felt like it came from a woman's perspective. Felt like it came from. Betty Who songbook didn't feel like a Vincent song, and just the way that Vincent used his vocals during it, yeah, didn't match the way the rest of the album he used his vocals, but not in a good way. So, do you think you'd like the song if Betty had sung it? No, I think that this. I don't think I would have liked it with Betty singing it either. I think it would have been another like Betty had like Betty needs to get. I don't want to say back on a label, like still have control of your music, but get more people involved with it. This is a bombshell. Oh, I'm not. I'm not taking Betty Who in this post, a, Mama. A bop or flop bombshell. Oh burr, God. Burr, burr. <laughs> some of her some of her best songs are the ones where she's collaborating with other people, and I don't know. What's your favorite Betty Who song? Um, Wannabe, probably. Hmm. Wait, hold on. I had one. Honors, what's yours? God, I don't know. It. Oh, the, not, I guess like you can cry tomorrow is also in the top trifecta uh, because it's that, all. Was that it? Oh shit! Oh shit! That song I love is her cover of I, "I I Love You Always Forever." I actually don't like that song. I I will listen to it on the club in the club because it's usually the one that gets played. But like, let me tell you, I don't love that her most popular, most known song is a cover. Do not like that. You know what? You know what? My favorite Betty Who song is "Just Like Me." I. Love just like me. It is such a good song. I so <sighs> funny story. And this is this is not the Betty Who episode. Even so, it's some. I know. It's about the Glee episode. It's the Betty Who episode. Okay. Specifically, the Glee project. <laughs> the Glee project. We don't, we're not talking about the show. Oh, we're mm-hmm. talking about Glee project. Um, Betty Who uh, performed at Spring Jam maybe in 2013, 2014, which Spring Jam is like a U of M uh, spring concert festival. University of Minnesota. University of Minnesota. Shout out to Scotty Uma. Gophers. Go Gophers. Mm. Um, 
but I had seen Betty Who I think two times before this and she does something with Just Like Me where she'll have one side of the audience do Just Like, Just Like Me and the other side will go Just Like, Just Like Me. That's really just relying like. on the vocal stylings of your audience. When you have enough people, it usually ends up blending together okay. But me knowing knowing what was coming, I got everyone around me to like already like ready and prepared for it. And so we started at one like one verse too soon. Oh no, Erin, you ruined the concert and, experience. And she turns and she goes, Y'all are starting a little early. <laughs> <laughs> I Stories like that are just like quintessential Aaron. Very me, very me. I, I yeah. like to steer the crowd. I'm more an organizer. What can She's I say? She's an organizer, <laughs> a collaborator. What can she say? Oh my God. Um, so, Anders, we haven't asked you, and it's time to ask. Mm-hmm. Biggest flop and why? Yeah. I had a hard time with this because honestly, I really like the album as a whole. Same. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, 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 I love the, you know, kind of bookended tracks on the first and last track. I think Agreed. we were talking about that. And um, I, for me, like the one song that I'm ready to press the skip is Loving You. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Actually, is it Loving You 88? I don't yes. know why it's yeah. called that. Yeah. Do they, does he say Loving You 88 times? Or no, I don't, I don't get it either. I was just confused by the title and it's just kind of boring. I think, I think it's meant to symbolize infinity sign. Oh. Do you think? I think so. Cause like you then can't why do not, Why not just eight? Why two of them? Two people together? Maybe just conceptually, I didn't get it, um, yeah. and the and the the the, tr- the title of the track yeah. confused me. And it's mm. like loving you, loving you, loving you. It's like it's yeah, okay. Fair. Like let's let's get something more interesting going. So fair. and that's why I think that that's that was the one that okay. I, if I had to choose a flop, I, I still like it and still listen to it. Yeah. But if you had to skip, if I had to skip, that'd be the one. Fair. Talking about bookends, though, the, my second like what would have been biggest flop is the final song. Really, it. It didn't do, it was kind of the bummer of the thing. I get it's the end, so you want to, like, there, that's the place where you put, like, a ballad if you didn't have a chance right. to put one in the rest of it. And, like, I get that it's very booking at, book ending, which I appreciate, but I think that that was the other one where it's, like, the whole album I could do a spin class to, but that song would be, like, the Whoa. dedication song probably. It would be a 33-minute spin class. Pretty perfect, quick. Perfect time for me. I, I can't do 45 an hour on a, mm-hmm. on a bike. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no. and, I, and I like to think I'm proper fit. <laughs> Thank okay, you. okay, Thank Simon. You. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen you do cardio, girl. I don't. <laughs> the only time Simon runs is when a murderer is chasing me, or when you have bad Chipotle, or if I, I play soccer. That's mm. cardio. That's cardio. Yeah. You do get a lot of cardio. But though. now with my degenerative spine issues, I don't know if I will be playing soccer. No. And I'm very upset about it. So Venmo me money to make me feel better. Venmo him money. Um, you're going to probably see him in at, on the bocce courts moving forward. Mm. Yeah, um, like what are, what are like old ass people? Pickleball. I don't know about that one. I don't think pickleball is going to be for you. There's too much side to side shuffling. Uh-uh, not good for you. Cribbage. Cribbage. Competitive cribbage. You might, you might be an e-streamer, you know? Any of that? Oh. Well, I would need a standing desk. You gotta, you gotta have that. Which is uh, coming soon to my workplace, that medical accommodation form by my doctor. You gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, so, since we last spoke, which was our sour episode, there has been a lot of God, new music that has so burst music. on the scene. It's and, exhausting, actually. I'll be frank. 
And that leaves us with uh, a pretty big uh, question of what our single obsession of this week mm. is. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to start? You know, I will because um, while there were literally so many possibilities for a single obsession this week, I'm going for something that um, is probably not on a lot of people's radars. Uh, it was recommended to me by a friend of the pod, Rochelle. We love Rochelle. Um, there's a an artist named Rachel Lime that recently put out uh, an album, and the song is called Voyager 3, and she is like indie like you youtube this song it's twenty thousand views and mama it is a moment like i'm waiting for her to blow the fuck up the song is so good it hits all those like personal preference check boxes for me in a pop song it's like a little bit synthy vibe a little weird a little like you know hot female vocals it's a very my thing mm-hmm. um so that's my my single obsession this week how about Andres? you Aaron? or Andres, Andres. Please. i could go next yes. so um my single obsession um and this is an artist that i was hoping to see she was on the the um, Coachella lineup, lineup um, oh. in oh. 2020, the uh, year that Coachella rip. got removed and, uh-huh. and then rip. canceled. But um, it's Marina, another uh, artist, uh, yes. all caps, one one name. It um, used form- to be Marina the Diamonds. Formerly. Diamonds are gone. Mm-hmm. Diamonds are gone. Mm-hmm. And she has a new album, uh, which mm-hmm. potentially you guys are reviewing or haven't set a date for that. But it was in the contention for this week because it came out the same week as Vincent. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But I'm I'm obsessing on um, Venus Flytrap. Oh, girl! I've only had a couple listens of that album, and while it's not my favorite Marina album, there are some blops on that album. I haven't listened to it yet. I need to. Like Venus Flytrap for sure, and then like Purge the Poison. Oh, mama. We love good shit. We love. All right, Aaron. Why don't you round us out? What's your single obsession? <laughs> I was really hoping one of you would say Solar Power, so I didn't have to devote my song to Solar Power. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's another, but that's like, I'll, I'll, I'll save my other song for another day. Okay. Uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. You gotta give it. Solar Power, when it came out, uh, I think I listened to it at least 10 times in a row. Mm -hmm. And I would say I opt into it probably as the first song every time I put in a headphones right now. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it'll be my number one song by my replay. I mean, currently what? it's driver's license. Because come on now. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. The Olivia Rodrigo soundtrack, like yeah. seven out of my 10 top songs right now are from oh, that shit. damn album, which makes, it just makes me nervous. What does that say about me? <laughs> she is the moment. Come she, on. she did it. She did it. She did it. She, she, did served, it. she served that platter. Mama. She did. And I will say about that Lord song. I mean, she is really, really smart. The timing, the opening lines to that song, I hate the winter, can't stand the cold. We heard that and we were like, fuck it, it's summer now. And things are opened up, you know, like everything's going good. She did that. She is someone that if she's not on the Coachella lineup this year, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Mm. The cover with the legs, come on. That is photography, mama. That's angles. Did you know that was just one of her friends, like... Pretty much a lot of this album was just her, like, hanging out with her friends doing things. Shot on iPhone. Yeah, like, probably shot that, on iPhone. That does not surprise me at all. That is, like, such a Lord thing, I feel like, to be like, yeah, shot on iPhone by my, my gal pal or whatever. It's, I think it, like, to me, in terms of the energy that this album gave, is it gave very similar energy to 
God, I should, I should, I'm blanking on it, but the latest Lana album where the cover of that one is like her and her friends. And her, uh, Chemtrails over the country club. Yeah. And it, it's very like, whether or not the album was inspired by her friends, etc. the, the collaboration outside of the album, like having like your friends be your collaborators, whether right. it's through the music or whatever. Or just like the inspiration they give you. The inspiration they give you. I think that yeah. like. It gave, it gave me very similar vibes to that. And the totally. music video is very, like, midsummer. That's so cool. Mm. We have we have the rest of, like, a good another month planned of our music for uh, our different uh, episodes. Yeah. But, like, Mama, it, when this album comes out... You know she's going to fuck up our schedule big time. She's going to fuck it up and, like... I'm, I'm putting this on record. I want to do a song by song. Girl, that is asking a lot. It's asking a lot of my time. Well... That's what I'm. I'm throwing down the universe. Well, be lucky. Be lucky. I'm not going to make us do the thirty track. Um, Simon red. Will, Simon will have to step away from Love Island, UK. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that for that amount of time because there are like six seasons at fifty plus episodes each, Mama, and they're forty five to an hour. Okay, well, that's that's an on you thing. We'll have to have a discussion off the pod, but I think I think it'll be. We're both going to want to. I'm hoping we both really want it. And I will say that with this new Lord album coming out, also produced by Jack Antonoff, we, I think we are starting to see the beginning of the... Because you know when people just, like, they skyrocket, they get super popular, there's the inevitable backlash that comes. And I'm starting to see commentary about Jack Antonoff, like, paring down pop music and making it sound the same. And it's a very interesting conversation that I think we'll have when we talk about that album. I, it's very fascinating. We can talk me. about it then. Let's put it a pin in it because yeah. I, I feel like I have, based on co- interviews from the artists, mm-hmm. with their, how they collaborate with Jack, Right. a lot of times, the way we're having right now, I guess, a lot of times, <laughs> what, like... The reason why they all like working with Jack is not because Jack um, takes ownership of the music. He just amplifies what they want to say. Like, he, mm-hmm. they, they go, I, like, here's this beat that I, like, or these, like, four lyrics I put together, or, like, whatever else, and or this whatever. And he's able to take those things and help go, like, let's, let's figure this out. Like, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, to me, I think Jack is just a masterful, like, amplifier of talent Mm -hmm. um and that's giving a compliment to lana which i don't normally want to do well you gotta but like i think that's where taylor was like i want to do these weird ideas and that's how folklore and evermore came about i think you see the same thing with uh melodrama like that was truly lord's story to tell but Mm -hmm. jack just helped me make sure that it was as polished as it could be i just thought it was very interesting that like I didn't see that coming so soon, but like the articles are now starting to come up where they're like, is this going to be a problem? And I just think it's a very interesting conversation and like the cyclical nature of people's like fame and popularity is fascinating to me. So I, I'm just very curious to see like what comes of it, if it affects him at all, which I don't think it will. He's really fucking talented. But it is just, like, very fascinating to see, like, oh, like, clockwork, here we are. Ain't no way. Ain't Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I want to do one more thing before we we close Mm -hmm. out, because I think there's a question I want to ask that's very similar to this, is there are are artists out there 
that um, they were they're, they were really big on the scene. Almost they got too big and they became very like corporatized or mm. whatever. Who is an artist that you could you would you would wish would sail into the sunset and never be seen again? Oh, oh wow. Oh, God, that is a massive bombshell to drop. Another BOF bombshell. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Do you have one in particular? Because I need to think. Uh, Maroon 5. I was going to think. I was oh thinking Maroon 5. Oh, my God. Yes. I was literally I, thinking Okay, that is so funny that you said that because amongst all the new music that came out, I got a notification that they had an album drop, and I was like, Girl, wrong time. No, no one yeah. wants this. No one wants a Maroon Five like, album. We uh, got we got a new Megan single, Doja single. We got a Lord single. We got a Vincent album. We got a this. We got a that. I'm not listening to the Maroon Five. There, there's not a day in my life like I, I don't want to ever go out of my way to listen to Maroon Five. And if Maroon Five comes on, as soon as I hear Adam Levine's voice, it's like a where's the skip button? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I have anyone that like comes to mind where it's just like we don't need an album from you. That we haven't talked about already. Well, I think I think I, I think we like. I have a feeling I know who it would like, be, but well, I'm not gonna say Taylor because like that. That's just like personal bias. That's not like I don't think she has anything to say. I mean, we can argue about that, but like probably probably Demi. We like, sorry. Like I don't know if we need another Demi album. I I think for other reasons I'd want her to sail into sunset. Sure, I, them. Sure. Sorry, them to sail into sunset. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that rounds off this this week's episode. Anders, thank you so much for for hopping on, coming over, Cheers, and boys. and joining. Yeah, you were such a delight, and I, I feel like I learned a lot today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that male singer thing. Yeah, the ups and the downs. Well, ups something downs. we can work on at Eagle Karaoke. Yeah. If you if you if you live in Minneapolis, Eagle Karaoke is back on Wednesday nights, and there you uh, go. Anders and I have been known to frequent. So if you want to nice do a meet and greet with uh, one half of Butterflop <laughs> <laughs> and a notable guest, this is and your chance. Notable guest, and you know, just with the crowd we run with, there could be more notable guests from the podcast hanging out there on a particular night. I would imagine. I would yeah. imagine. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in for another week, and. Uh, Catch you on the flippy flop. Yeah, um, especially after we um, ask Anders. Anders, do you have anything you want to plug, a social media that you uh, want us to people to follow you at or That's anything? Right. You can follow me on Instagram, A Ekman2. There you go. How do people spell it? Because I know your last name is not like, I mean, I think it's easy to spell from like how it's said, but like just in case. Oh, E C K M A N. There you go. There you go. There you go. Aaron, how about you? Where can we find you? Uh, well, I am newly back on Instagram. Don't post often. Don't use it very often. Yeah. But yeah. I'm back on. It's on my phone. Okay. That's probably why you've seen the Bopper Flop content getting posted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't win. I suck. I suck. It, it is A-OK. I but suck. I am back. I, I am... You know what? It was... I think for me, it was... I kept getting asked by everyone at the bar when I was doing my higher dance um, where just the grinding and, and making out and the whole thing, they'd come up to me and, or they'd be like, hey, so this was super great. What's your Instagram? And they'd hand over their phone and be like on Instagram. I'm like, girl, the last thing I posted was a picture of me with my, in my, like with my dog in like yeah. December. Yeah. 
Okay. That's how that's how they communicate these days. What's your handle? What's your handle? And you know what? I don't like it. I'm not a part of it. But you know, if that's how I'm going to stay connected with some of these people. I get it. I get it. Oh, sorry. All right. Simon, what about you? Well, I'm perpetually on Instagram, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm at the realist Simon. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not doing anything about it either. I'm trying. Also, uh, at Bopper Flop Podcast. Yeah, follow the, follow the podcast. <laughs> follow the girls. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, don't forget to rate us five stars and mm. leave a, a beautiful comment. Um, beautiful. If you have any like negative feedback, don't don't put it in the comments. Take it to the other Bop or Flop podcast, those haters. Yeah, to leave them the negative reviews yeah. and tell us to check over there and we will. You know what? No, that's called a cheater brand. That's called cheating mm. on our brand. That's called Bethany Frankel's skinny girl getting competition from Sonia Morgan's tipsy girl. Okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and know that. And that's the thing. All right. What an episode. Thank you for tuning in. See you when we see you next. Bye.